0: <laughs> have you started yes you son of a bitch <laughs> hello and welcome to punk goes Pod. potter to think about that for a second the internet's only podcast, podcast. that chronicles fearless records punk goes ellipses series to answer the age-old question hell yeah or yeah nah
1: i realized that if we uh, had gotten that chip like in the show made for love which was an excellent oh, yeah. show which i'm very keenly looking forward to that next season whenever it comes out, we could do this symbiotically, like
0: oh, that would be terrifying, like
1: both saying it at the same time., Ooh. how good would that be?
0: I feel like we've done that on an episode before, and it went relatively well, um maybe yeah. Anything to do with, like, being able to read thoughts just freaks me out. Yeah. Like, AI is being developed to read people's thoughts. It's just, like, absolutely not. Can, like, is nothing sacred anymore? Like,
1: Elon Musk wanting to put chips in people's brains so we can just fucking like his memes or whatever. Like, get fucked, Elon.
0: Although I'm looking forward to getting my 5G chip, baby. Yay, yay, yay. Um... Yeah, we are in week two of lockdown here in Melb's again. So, fucking give me that chip. I do not care. Yeah. No, um, I'm fine with it. Yep.
1: Not that we don't believe that there's a chip no, in there, but
0: yeah, obviously. <laughs> but it's unbelievable how many people do believe that. Yes. Um. And
1: yet, and yet, cry about this on their mobile phones, which really do have a chip in it that is mm. really tracking you. Yep. Yep. You ever go somewhere and go, yes, I'll put on my locations.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I yeah.
1: Unless you're unless sense. you are really a wilderness person who lives in the woods in a cabin, you who like is completely removed from technology, the government knows where you are.
0: Absolutely. Like it's fine. It's <laughs> it's fine. not fine, but
1: it's <laughs> It's not fine, but it is.
0: It's fine. We are in late-stage capitalism. It is fine.
1: So, yes, we are returning from a week off. Uh, Mm. Last week, the day that we were going to record, it was just, no, the two of us were just not mentally able to handle it. No. (laughs) Because it was the first announcement of, or was the announcement of the first lockdown. Yes. And we had just worked crap days at work, so.
0: Yup. We have had a week to... Regain our resilience, because we're so good at being resilient. That's what's getting us through the pandemic, not fucking support from the government. Lol. Um, how good is being resilient? <laughs> so yeah. Uh, we- like
1: like the listener being resilient to, to listening to nearly three minutes of us go through and not tell them what song we're doing this week.
0: This week we are covering Royals by Lord as covered by Youth and Revolt for Punk Goes Pop, Volume 6. Sweet bru Or 6.
1: 6. Yes.
0: Maybe I should do this whole episode in...
1: Oh, maybe we should, Maybe we both should do this whole episode in the... Uh,
0: I feel like you're mocking it, whereas I am just doing a...
1: I love the Kiwi accent, though. Me
0: too. I'm sad I don't have one anymore. Me too. Anymore.
1: I'm sad the kids bullied it out of you.
0: <laughs> yep, this one goes out to all the... Fucking kids in primary school that were like, so <laughs> say fish and, fish and chips. chips,
1: fish and chips, fish and chips. Um, oh, fuck me, did <laughs> That's a private story between the two of us.
0: <laughs> yep, inside <laughs> jokes. You had to be there. Shall we get into it? Sure. Cut my teeth on wedding rings
1: in the movies, and I'm not proud of my address in the torn up town, no postcode angry. But every song's like gold teeth, gray goose, in the bathroom, bloodstains, ball gowns, trash in the hotel room, we don't care. We're driving Cadillacs in our dreams, but everybody's like crystal, maybach, diamonds on your timepiece, jet planes, islands, tigers on a gold leash, we don't care. We aren't caught up in your love affair, and we'll never be wrong. Oh, yes. It's the one in our blood. That kind of lux just ain't for us. We crave a different kind. of But let me be your ruler. Ruler, you can
0: call me queen bee, and baby, I rule. 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 Let me live that fantasy.
1: So, Lord, yes. she was born. This is
0: as we all were. This, well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I, I, you know, unless you subscribe to the theory that, and I'm sure some, at some point this will become a theory again that like the stalk was, is a thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Or, um, what's that one? It's like, ah, there was something like when I was younger that I found very funny. It was like a, an ism or like a set of beliefs where it was like. Everything in the universe came to be last Thursday. Like you've only existed since last Thursday. Oh, wow. Um, I love that kind of shit. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and also if you think too hard about it, your world falls apart. Yep. Um, anyway. So
1: she was born Ella Maria Lani Yellick O'Connor. Mm-hmm. That's a name. Uh, but she was born in 1996 in Auckland, New Zealand.
0: 1996.
1: 1996. So fuck, <laughs> fuck her for being so young and talented.
0: I know she is my sister by off by five years.
1: I mean, so. if you'd stayed in New Zealand, you probably would have met her at some point.
0: Oh, uh, don't. I would have been.
1: But you were moving to Australia when she was born, like the uh, year that she was born. No. so
0: 97. So
1: she'd been born for a year. Yeah. Lord, look, Lord, if you're listening, like, how's it a bro?
0: That's the thing, is, like, my family were made aware of her existence. We were like, right, we need to give her space, so... Emma can come over here and conquer Australia while Lord does the same Con- in conquer
1: Australia with our little podcast.
0: Exactly. No. Um, <laughs> look, I, you're welcome, guys. Basically, I was just like, yeah, I should probably give her some breathing room, shouldn't I? I do rem- let her develop her little career.
1: I do remember driving in the car with you and your parents, and yes. a Lord song came on the radio, and your mum just like <laughs> completely out of the blue was like, "You Australians cannot take Lord from us." <laughs> And I'm like, oh, shit, we did it with Russell Crowe.
0: I mean, you can have Russell Crowe. Um, I don't want Russell Crowe. Huh?
1: I don't want Russell Crowe. Neither
0: do I. So I'm happy with that arrangement. It,
1: it seems like, it's not like Mel Gibson where Mel Gibson's fine being American. It seems like Russell Crowe really doesn't want to be American. Yeah. It seems like he, It look, all right, he's Australian. That's fine. Yep. His band cannot be like associated with Australia though. I don't care if they're Australian musicians, but whatever that fucking group was called can just can get out.
0: Yeah, that it just exists in a liminal space that we don't care about.
1: Listen, Russ, like the Gladiator was dope. It wasn't as good as Gladiator, the show, the TV show. (laughs) Uh, You know, you needed Mike Whitney, the referee to, to be in your movie for it to be really good. But, you know, Gladiator was pretty good. So I'll take I'll take that.
0: Okay. But back to Lord.
1: Back to Lord. So she is the daughter of New Zealand poet Sonia Yellick. Sick. And after taking an interest in performing music at local venues, Lord signed with Universal Music Group at the age of 13. And it was due to her inspiration by aristocracy that she took the stage name Lord, but it's Lord with an E at the end.
0: Just cast your mind back to when you were 13. Like.
1: Yep, I was barely functioning, but yeah.
0: <laughs> Same. Like, I just- I think about myself at 13, and that's when, like, I sort of- I don't know. I had, like, my first crush, like, reciprocal crush kind of situation happening, and I just- that's pretty much- I lost my mind, and it just spiralled from there. Like, I'm now 30, and I'm still just a hot mess of a person. You are not a hot mess. (laughs) Thank you. Whereas, yeah, how the F does anyone sign with a fucking- like global music group at 13 years old.
1: I remember I was close to 13 or like 12 and cuz I was a school captain at my school and like there was two of us. Yeah. Two school captains and I don't know if it was every year but this year the Rotary Foundation gave us each a check for $500 at Ooh. the end of at the end of graduation to be like, "Hey, this goes for books."
0: Yeah. And I remember
1: yeah. like Taking it and being like, saying to mum, I'm like, it doesn't need to go for- to books though, right? <laughs> and she's like, no. <laughs> I'm
0: going <laughs> to fucking rat you out to the local rotary.
1: So I I bought a little guitar amp. Aww. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 <laughs> on the PS2 <laughs> and Tony Hawk's 3.
0: Yeah, And I'm sure I'd,
1: I might have done something else with it because, yeah, I probably still had like a hundred or a couple of hundred left after that. But yeah, that was... Uh, That was me at 13.
0: Maybe we both peaked when we were 13.
1: I mean, nobody ever gave me a check for $500 after that.
0: I know. I once found 20 bucks on the floor and that's about, that's the best financial windfall I've ever had. (laughs)
1: Look, I I got up out of bed this morning, so (laughs) I consider that a win.
0: Same. (laughs) Yep. We are setting those benchmarks very low in the time of COVID.
1: Basically, Lord, and we know you're listening. Yeah, yeah. What we're saying is, fuck you for being so talented so young. No, 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 Like, fuck you for being so talented so young.
0: (laughs) No, we are not cursing Lord out.
1: But, like, we think you're amazing.
0: Don't do my technical, well, not technically, but, like, my Kiwi sister um, dirty like that. I didn't say
1: anything bad about Kate.
0: Hey. Hey. Anyway. Hey now.
1: So when she began songwriting, she learned how this to- This pl- is
0: Lord, not my sister. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, Your sister is also a famous Kiwi musician. I
0: know. Everyone is, except for me. <laughs> That's why I moved. They were like, you're not good enough. Just fuck off. I
1: mean, there's enough. There's like only what? Like a few million Kiwis. So it's like, <laughs> yes. you know, you're, you're going to find some pretty talented people in there.
0: I am not one of them. <laughs>
1: so when she began you are, when she began songwriting, she learned how to put together put words together by reading short fiction.
0: Short fiction. Short
1: fiction. <laughs> so long-time collaborator Joel, Joel Little. Joel Little. Joel Little, who co-wrote and produced all of her all of her albums, goddammit, it. Was the former lead singer of the New Zealand pop-punk band Goodnight nurse.
0: Goodnight nurse.
1: Goodnight Nurse. Goodnight Nurse. See if I <laughs> If I try and think too much about it, not just let it happen organically, it becomes a South African accent for me.
0: See, this is why it sounds like you're making fun, whereas I'm just tapping into that very deep recess <laughs> of my mind. That still, like, I'm convinced if we ever moved to New Zealand, in your case, or back to New Zealand, oh, you in would my get case, that,
1: you would get that accent back in like a year.
0: I would be so stoked to just regress back to, well, not regress. That's a bit mean, but um, but it's
1: like your your parents still have the accent. Your sister has. <laughs> Kind of like a British accent I know, by no. now. And then there's just you. I should have put on an accent for the Gautier episode, really. I should have done an Australian accent for that.
0: You always do an Australian accent. I know. Uh,
1: so, yes, Joel Little was the former lead singer of pop-punk band Goodnight Nurse. New Zealand pop-punk band.
0: Yes. I, yes. yes. Um, I remember thinking Goodnight Nurse was sick for like 10 minutes when I was a teenager. Because I had this one good song
1: the milkshake song their cover of that
0: think it's time warm it up like that boy's a waiting warm it up like that that boy's a waiting no <laughs> i wasn't aware that they did that that is excellent i
1: you should listen to it it's a good color
0: yeah, no, I mean, given the theme of our podcast, it makes sense to... Yes, so.
1: yes, that could be a bonus episode, actually, Ooh. we might even be able to...
0: Oh my god, that would be amazing if we could talk to Joel Little. To Joel Little. Because he's worked with some really good acts, like he's worked with the likes of... Um,
1: Taylor Swift.
0: I know, my girl Taylor, he's worked with, let me do a quick Google, hang on, like, oh, man, so many things we could do, so much to do, so much to see.
1: So little time. <laughs>
0: Uh, (laughs) Well, actually,
1: I mean, if we're in lockdown, we got time.
0: I mean, theoretically, yes, but I've been saying that to myself all week and I haven't done anything with it. Yeah, no, I've done nothing. Yeah, so Joel Little is a New Zealand record producer, musician and Grammy Award winning songwriter who is best known for working with the likes of Our Girl Lord, Our Other Girl Taylor Swift, Sam Smith, Imagine Dragons, Ellie Goulding, No Relation, Uh, Sean Mendes and the Jonas Brothers. That's right. And also our Amy Shark, who I am sort of getting into, but not particularly at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. She's worked with Mark Hoppers, though, which I'm very Ah. jealous about. Yeah. That's what I wanted to tell you off mic, but I might as well do it here. There's this band... Oh shit! I forget what they're called. Hang on. Uh, Did they
1: do an acoustic song with Mark Hoppus?
0: No, but they released a song that's literally just titled featuring Mark Hoppus.
1: <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, I saw. Um, I saw that on the YouTube Hot Mulligan featuring yes. Mark Hoppus acoustic session.
0: I love that. It's just I love that that it's gotten to a point where that is a meme somewhat. Yeah. Like either that, it'll soon be like featuring Travis Barker at this rate. But um.
1: And it should, you know what, you know what would make that funnier though is if it's just an acoustic song and you're saying it's got Travis Barker but there's <laughs> yeah. no drums.
0: Yeah. That'd be sick. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, let's get Joel Little on the pod.
1: Definitely. Joel, we know you're listening as well. I know. Joel?
0: This is basically getting beamed out to jo- every household in New Zealand. Joel
1: Little, we'll get you a six pack of Tui. We'll put it in the chili bin. <laughs> and maybe we'll, uh, we'll go down to the countdown. We'll yes. uh, buy you, buy you a nice pair of jandals and that'll be your, uh, per diem.
0: And some raro. And some raro. And some chocolate fish.
1: And some chocolate fish. And some. What are those little uh, honeycomb biscuits called? The ones. Th- ah, squiggles. Squiggles. We'll get you some squiggles. <laughs> and we can watch Mr. Squiggle. Joel Little?
0: That's not New Zealand. No,
1: but it's Australian. It's like. It's our two little countries coming together. Like we always do.
0: Speaking of Goodnight Nurse, I think I need to take a moment to talk about the Goodnight Kiwi in New Zealand. Yeah. I think go I already have actually. You might
1: have, but like go for it again and, and try and describe why this adorable <laughs> adorable little thing caused you to have nightmares.
0: Because I was a child and I had irrational fears of things such as the car wash and True, true. A very adorable animated Kiwi. Um actually no. I I've definitely talked about this on the pod before and if not, I'm sure someone will let me know and then I can I'll just release a mini episode exploring the, my repulsion and then subsequent admiration of the Goodnight Kiwi.
1: There you go, Richard, you've got your homework set out for you. Find whenever talked about the <laughs> Goodnight Kiwi previously.
0: Anyway, we are definitely going off topic.
1: Yeah, cuz like the Goodnight Kiwi is delightful.
0: It is. Like, I think I understand why it freaked me out as a kid. Like, similar to the same, like, how certain elements in music freak me out. Like, that Mm. little, um, strings bit at the end of Across the Night by Silverchair. Yep. It just has that same vibe. I think it's because it's, like, nighttime and, like, darkness and there's, like, a moon hanging in the sky and it's just a little bit ominous. Yeah, I get
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. I was scared shitless of Ronald McDonald, so.
0: (laughs) That's a pretty rational one, I think. I think that's just your um, lizard brain being like, don't trust this man.
1: (laughs) Would you like to talk about Royals? Yes. For us, please.
0: Yes, you're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) So, Royals was Lord's debut single, uh, and was originally featured on the Love Club EP, then later on her debut studio album, Pure Heroine, which was released in 2013. Uh, God, that was a time ago. I know. It blows my mind. Um, she wrote the song with Joel Little, the aforementioned former pop punker turned songwriter. Uh, and the lyrics express cynicism towards excess shown in songs and music videos.
1: Uh, sort of sp- specifically like rap and hip hop videos.
0: Yeah. 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 It feels a bit targeted in that sense, but um. anyway. Uh, yeah. Lord wrote Royals in half an hour in 20... Well, not 2016. No,
1: I think... I made a mistake. I think it was when she was 16.
0: Ooh.
1: So that would have been 2012.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. Anyway, the fact of the matter, she wrote it in half an hour when she was a child. Yep. Uh, during school holidays, as you do when you're a child prodigy. And she and Little recorded the song in... Yeah, it's been one week. Um, She came up with the title after seeing a photograph from 1976 of Kansas City Royals baseball player George Brett, who was signing baseballs with his team's shirt on in said photo. She later told VH1 in an interview that the word on its own was, quote, really cool.
1: Yeah. It was choice.
0: Choice. It was neat. Uh, Royals reached number two on the ARIA chart. Uh, And then number one in Belgium, Canada, Ireland, Israel, Italy, the United Kingdom, the United States, and of course, New Zealand. That would
1: have been, that would have been a crime.
0: That would have been such a fuck you if it didn't chart.
1: (laughs) You know what, Lord? We know you're one of us, but we're thinking number two
0: for you. I just, and look, it's the same, well, eh, not overly, but like it feels similar to like over here, but like. In New Zealand, there's just such an affection for New Zealand art yeah, and content. Yeah. Like, it always just warms my heart when, I don't know, like, Taika Waititi will be working on something and everyone's just like, Yay! yeah! Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, like, he also, he also makes, I, I'm thinking more for, like, when he filmed Thor over yeah. here in Queensland and it was like, well, I'm going to give all the work to yeah. Australians and particularly Indigenous Australians. Yeah. And it's like it's the same sort of thing. Like I think they're filming the next Thor in New Zealand. Oh, cool! Or they're filming it over here again. And it's like, well, how many like how many locals can I give work to? Yeah, how many how many Maoris can I give work to? You know, yeah,
0: it's really cool. It, it is.
1: It's just it's just it's it feels like it's that that joke of like, oh yeah, we're we're from New Zealand. We all know each other. Yeah, but it, it is a very community feeling country. Like it yeah. feels like. Everyone will like go out of their way to help one another. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, obviously, the realities of like politics and stuff. I've never experienced that because I moved over here when I was six. Yep. Um, but yes, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely still think of the homeland as a magical place that I want to go back to. Um. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah. So that's the song.
1: Yeah, it's definitely so. Like. Very recently, actually, she's come out and said that she does not like this song. What? Yeah, has she really? <laughs> yeah, it was oh. like it was like within the, the within the, the week she has said that she does not like the song. Oh, um, pretty much. I think it was just a case of she's an adult now.
0: Yeah, true. And
1: it's um, you know, it was written as a child. She might not like that she's sort of cynical in the lyrics about. Uh, yeah like excess shown in in music videos yeah and that sort of thing I'm not gonna echo those sentiments though because I think that this is a terrific song and yeah. I, I still like it's one of those ones like kind of kind of like when we did somebody that I used to know uh, about a month ago mm-hmm. it still kind of has that sort of timeless feel to it that like yes it, it, it definitely takes me back to 2013 but I also I, I listen to it, it's like picking it back up again. Like, it just feels... It just feels right, in a way. Yeah. And it has this, like... I I remember the first time that you... That you showed me Lord, or we were driving in the car and and you were playing Lord, and I just had this... Like, my complaint was that it's very stripped back. Like, there's nothing... Not nothing, but there's not much to it. It's, it's mostly... It's yeah, It's... Yeah, it is. It, it's a lot of just her and the drums. And it's kind of like that in this song as well, but it's, it goes really well for it, especially when it's this idea of, well, I'm living in New Zealand. I don't know if she's from like Auckland city or if she's, or if Mm. she's in some sort of like suburb outside of Auckland where it's probably very quiet, a population of like a few hundred and everybody knows everybody. And she's watching, rap videos on the youtube and is like looking at it going i don't necessarily want that for myself yeah um yeah it's 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 it definitely has a feel of almost like wistfully looking through the lens vicariously yeah as well to me yeah yeah and it's it's very much a thing a, a sentiment i guess that that like both countries would share in a way of like you know you live in a small country town here in Australia and you and you might watch a you might watch a video of someone in California you know in front of their pool with lots of money and women mm. and you think well I kind of want that because that's exciting and my life isn't exciting yeah yeah and i i mean definitely Definitely when I was a child, when I was a teenager, when I was Lord's age, thinking I wanted to become a famous musician. Yeah. And it was like, well, I want that kind of, not like the the hip hop life, but like I wanted the the punk metal sort of life. Like I wanted to tour and I wanted yeah. all that sort of stuff. And I wanted money yeah, for sure. I still want money. Give Same. me money, please. Please give me money. I me want money some money. Now. Me money now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, it's, it's just this, I feel like there would be so many like, it's such a shared feeling, like, of just wanting to get out of your small town. Like, you look at the other side of the coin, and there would be Iggy Azalea, who grew up in, was it Tamworth or something? Something like somewhere, that? Somewhere, somewhere like that. Like, I think she was, I don't know if she was necessarily country, but she was, she was from Australia, and she wanted to be a rapper, and, yeah, you know. Who is Australia's biggest, like, rap and hip-hop stars? Like, Bliss and Esso... Hilltop Hoods. The new the new one on the block is Briggs.
0: Newish. He's been around for a while. Newish. Yeah. But like... Actually, yeah, I wouldn't say new at all, actually.
1: Okay, but like he's still... I would say out of all of them, Briggs is still the most popular. Oh, yeah. Like, what's 360 doing?
0: I have no idea. Probably,
1: probably playing the Pally Bar in Frankston. No offense to, to you, 360, but like if Iggy Azalea wanted to be a world-class rapper, she had to go to America. And it's just, so she's looking at, at hip-hop videos going, I want that. And Lord's watching the same video going, no, I'm fine staying in New Zealand. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Which she has. She still lives in Auckland and she just seems to have a quiet life. And researching Lord has like put in like, my search history now is just not search history. My recommendations is just, so much, so many different writers writing, when are we getting new Lord music? Yeah. It's like, just leave her the fuck alone. It's... She'll put it out when she puts it out.
0: Yeah, it's funny that, um, like, this episode comes at a good time because especially at the moment there is a lot of furore about, like, is Lord coming back soon? Like, yeah. there's sort of been whispers that she's due to release something soon, um, which would be incredible, obviously. I'd love to have something else. Um, but yeah, I think, and just to completely sidetrack, so I was just taking a quick google of Lord saying that she didn't like the song um while you were talking, so, yeah, apparently, to quote Lord from twenty fourteen, she spoke to the Daily Record and said. I listened to people covering the song and putting their own spin on it. And I listened to it in every single form, except the original one I put out. And I realized that actually it sounds horrible. Um, none of the melodies are cool or good. It's disastrous. <laughs> um, but then yeah, slightly different tack. It's interesting that you bring up like the hip hop lifestyle, that kind of thing, which we did mention at the top of the episode as well. Um, this song also did get a certain amount of backlash, because, yeah, I guess, like, in some respects, it can be read as being quite racist, because it does target, Mm. like, primarily, like, black music and black culture. Yeah. Um, Which I can't speak for Lord, obviously, but I think that's just the product of being a child when you write a song like this. And not conflating the two things. Um, But, yeah, to quote... Writer Veronica Bieti Flores, I think that's how you pronounce your name. I apologize if it's not. Um, she wrote on feminist blog feministing.com that, yeah, while I love a good critique of wealth, accumulation, and inequity, this song is not one. In fact, it is deeply racist because we all know who she's thinking when we're talking Gold Teeth, Crystal, and Maybachs. Yeah. So why shit on black folks? Why shit on rappers? Um, But, yeah, to me, like, I, well, I enjoyed the song when it came out, obviously, because I'm a fan. Um, But, yeah, to me, it speaks more to that small town mentality that you're talking about. Like, I remember, yeah, one of the things that really struck me about Lord was that thing, like, it is the classic sort of, not even rags to riches, but just small town story of like... Yeah, literally grew up in, like, one of the most remote sort of places on Earth and yep. then skyrocketed as, like, a wunderkind, I guess. And from t-
1: this song, from the back of this yeah. song as well. yeah.
0: But, like, a lot of the lyrical themes and stuff on Pure Heroin, it is about sort of comparing yourself to, like, it's the haves versus the have-nots and it spans beyond that very narrow view of, like, crystal, Champagne, whatever. Yeah. Like there's a lot of imagery to do with teeth and, like, specifically, like, white-teeth teens and, like, the notion of having pearly-white straight teeth, like, yeah lots of imagery to do with just streets and houses. And, like, I remember going to see her perform... I think it was probably 2014, 2015, thereabouts. So probably
1: the Pure Heroine Tour. Yeah, it was.
0: Yeah. um And, yeah, I just went by myself and had a great time. And I actually got really kind of, like, almost homesick, because there's this one Mm. song that she has called, um, ooh, let me check. I think it's 400 Lux. I'm just going to triple check the title of that. But, yeah, like, the lyrics, like, in the chorus, she's basically saying, like, I love these roads where the houses don't change. Yeah. um Like, it's just, the way that she sort of captures that, it's sort of like a an affection and like a protectiveness of your roots while also longing for something else like yeah. cuz yeah now in that sense and i guess like yeah other sort of songs on the album like she's does sort of she simultaneously wants more but then misses the simplicity of what she started with yeah and i think again like a song like royal she captures that's the sparseness of the song sort of complements just the roots of where she began from. If yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It is 400 lux. Did I say 300 or 400? 400. 400. You got it right. Excellent. But yeah, like I just, I still, and this, I'm just talking all over the place. I, that's no, I, a,
1: I think we both are and that's fine.
0: I can't. Yeah. We both had a coffee late in the day and I had sugar <laughs> in mine for the first time in a long time. So I'm just like, bah. um, but, yeah, like, one of the many, well not many, there's not that many reasons, but, like, I would love for artists to release their tour visuals that mm-hmm. they do for concerts because, yeah, every time I listen to 400 Lux, I think about seeing her at that show and, yeah, getting quite emotional because, like, in the background it just had, like, visuals of just trees racing past, like yeah. you're driving down a road. Like, she's very good at capturing just the mindset that I occupied as a teenager who was also in a small town and also wanting to find something better because being a teenager was boring and not much was going on and I knew that there were bigger things out there that I hadn't seen yet. And then as an adult, listening to Lord, especially pure heroin, like, it takes me back to, like, yeah, it does give me that sense of nostalgia of, like, Man, I wanted so much when I was younger, but now that I am here, I do miss when things were easier. I yeah. guess, um, yeah. So that's my book report on Royals.
1: I um, I wonder if she would still perform at live, kind of like how Paramore doesn't really do because, yeah. like, again, like their lyrics are questionable, like slut shaming, yeah, someone, um, yeah, and it's it's just a matter of. She probably was not exposed to, you know, too much outside of very white or, like, Maori, Hmm. um, you know, individuals, and she was 16 at the time. And
0: also, like, a lot of black culture was appropriate and continues to be appropriated into white culture as well. So, like... I don't know, you see rich people going out clubbing and having the the VIP booths with the crystal and the Maybach and timepieces with diamonds and, like, jet planes, blah, blah. Like, Mm. yeah. I think the scope of what she's talking about is a lot broader. Yeah. And it's essentially just, yeah, it's like, like I said before, have versus have not. Like, and sort of finding... Especially when you're a teenager, like, there is that mentality of, like, we'll never be like them. Like, we're better kind of thing. But there is an underlying sort of longing almost because you're focusing so much attention on that at the same time. I think she sort of
1: backed it up, though. I think she really is that person who's not. Oh, yeah. Um, And, yeah, I think just a couple of choice lyrics that could have, and that's not, like, Kiwi, like, choice, (laughs) choice, bro. I think a couple of the choice lyrics that could have been like the gold teeth and the crystal, and a few others. But like if that they had have just been reworked, it really would have just resonated with that life isn't for me. Yeah, and you sort of see it in the film clip as well because the film clip just really highlights the mundanity of
0: yeah, I love it of
1: like small town life, but like again, like small town New Zealand life, which is yeah, it's very it's a
0: very specific sort of aesthetic. Yeah. Um, Like, that's one thing I find really endearing about just Kiwi aesthetics, especially, and probably because I'm compensating for the fact that I moved over here when I was really little, but, like, Kiwis have a sort of affection for things being slightly shit in a way, and like, not bad, but just, like, a bit rough around the edges. Like, it, yeah, I like that there's this sort of scrappy element to, like, the aesthetics of this video. Yeah. Like, it isn't all... Like, it isn't, like, I don't know, affluent suburbs in Auckland, for example. It's just, like, your small town... Yeah. ...very basic sort of houses, and, like, the kids are... And, like, they are children. Like, they are getting into scrappy, like, sort of boxing fights and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Like, like, like
1: and it just looks like they're in their nan's house. Like, yeah. Yeah. And they're they're probably her age. They might have been kids that she went to school with. Yeah. Like, there's
0: just something very endearing about it because there are no airs and graces around where she came from. Yeah. And where she continues to stay, I guess. Yeah. Like, she's made a very deliberate choice in staying low profile like she has.
1: And that's kind of the thing as well. Like, if, and I get the feeling that she's a very private person, like, you probably, like, if you want your privacy kept intact, like, yeah, stay in Auckland.
0: Mm. Go, yeah. to,
1: go to Wellington, because it's better. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: do love
1: Wellington. Wellington's Wellington. Like, it. it is like one of those places, having been there and spent a little bit of time there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, like, there is just something kind of magical about New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like, I like my country. I, I love my city.
0: Yeah, Yeah. But
1: there's just something... There's just something so wonderful about New Zealand, yeah, and especially Wellington. It's just a just a terrific city.
0: This podcast episode is sponsored by Tourism New Zealand. Yeah, basically. Um,
1: Lucy Lawless, we know you're listening as well. <laughs> like, get this, get this to Hollywood, will you? Yeah, I don't know. She might still live in Auckland as well. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I just love that she slammed the Hercules guy, Kevin Man. Sorbo. Every episode. This would not be an episode
1: if your phone Fuck didn't go. my off.
0: life. That's alright. And I deliberately turned it off last week, I think. But here we are.
1: I can't like she slammed him in a tweet, but I can't remember what she called him. She called him something like kitten or something like oh <laughs> oh kitten. Are you fr- are you sad that your guy lost or something? It's just like oh wow, that's amazing.
0: Legend. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed trying to tangle untangle. Just my word vomit about this song and everything to do with it. But it's so, I just I love her whole aesthetic. It's yeah. It's just great.
1: So now to transition into the next group, would you like to do a, a Xena call?
0: No. Alright. <laughs> 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 we count our dollars on the train to the party. Every
1: So, Youth in Revolt, they're one of those bands that were really kind of hard to find information about. Mm-hmm. So, I've written here, they're one of those bands that does not have a Wikipedia page.
0: How dare they? I know, right?
1: But I have got some information from their page on the website Outer Loop.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, Youth in Revolt formed in Homedale, New Jersey. Didn't say when. Ah. Oh. But they formed in Homedale, New Jersey. Cool. And I'm going to actually, so there is a Wikipedia page.
0: You just said they didn't have one.
1: There's not one in English, but you can translate one from the German Wikipedia page. Ah. They have a German Wikipedia page. Right. But they do not, and I uh, I need to get this translated into English. I don't know how. Oh, so 2013 they formed. Here we go. English. So, Youth in Revolt is a pop punk slash post hardcore band from New Jersey that was founded in 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, should I do this in a German accent? Probably. Absolutely not. not. No. Probably, probably not. So, Youth in Revolt was founded in 2013 in the U.S. state of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. The first lineup consisted of the singers True O'Reilly, Kenny Torres, and Vinny Navarro. Ooh, do you think he's related to Dave?
0: Ooh, that would be cool. Let's
1: get a DNA test right now. <laughs> Drummer, and drummer is... You can get a link for, for the word drummer. Sick. <laughs> uh, which is, yes, just a Wikipedia page for drummers. Yes. Devin, Bro- Devin Bosk. The two guitarists, Bob Ash and Alex Ramos, and the electric bass player, as opposed to acoustic bass player, Vinny Niogra... However, Ash Navarro and Niogra left the band after a few months so that a new musician was integrated in George Schrouder, electric guitar and screamer Kenny Torres switched to bass.
0: How on earth did you translate this to English?
1: Like just like went down to English. I'm not I, I don't I know I have German blood in me but I don't speak German.
0: No. But but I can if you like. Ow! Ooh. Um where Sorry, I really want to get in on this, but at the moment I'm trying to read along in German and it's not working.
1: (laughs) Just hang on. So, like, down the bottom, can you see?
0: I don't have that.
1: Give it here. (laughs) Maybe you can't.
0: (laughs) Anyway, that's fine. That's fine.
1: I I just thought it was humorous that they don't have a Wikipedia page... On, like, the American Wikipedia, but they have one in Germany.
0: That's awesome. How
1: good is that? Uh, So I'm not going to read through their whole thing. Yeah, Um,
0: that's alright.
1: So. Yeah, sorry. Went into screensaver. Uh, Let's just read their style. So Youth and Revolt play a mixture of pop, punk, and post-hardcore, which can be compared to Sleeping With Sirens. Oh, yeah. The clear vocals... Are also reminiscent of Kellen Quinn at times.
0: Yep, that makes sense.
1: Who's Kellen Quinn?
0: Uh he's from Pierce the Veil, vale, isn't he?
1: Ah, uh, maybe. The group. <laughs> the group mainly values the vocals for their sound. Song, uh, this is so. The vocals for their sound ends the sentence and then starts with "song of the same," but does not start with a capital.
0: Sorry, just quickly. He's actually from Sleeping with Sirens. Oh, okay. Oops.
1: Song of the same name from the EP is similar to, in places to Who Are You Know from the album Let's Cheers to This by Sleeping With Sirens from 2011. This is like... <coughs> this is like trying to translate lyrics from a colouring book. This is like yeah. trying to convert words from a colouring book.
0: <laughs> so maybe we should not.
1: <laughs> so, that, so
0: basically they sound like Sleeping With Sirens. <coughs> sleeping With Sirens?
1: Sleeping With Sirens.
0: Um, do you think they're talking about sleeping with, like, mermaids?
1: Oh, yeah, i would never thought of that. I just thought, like... I trying, always thought
0: just, like, air sirens yeah, or whatever. Yeah, trying to
1: sleep with with sirens. Unlike, I mean, yeah. could be. We probably <laughs> eventually do a Sleeping With Sirens song, so we can look into that I further. I think we do. I feel like they're going to come up at some point. I
0: feel like I would have liked them when I was a kid. Anyway. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, that was... Uh, that was... Trying to read the English translation from the German Wikipedia page for Youth in Revolt. Very good. So what do you think of the song? I like it. Me too. Like. <sighs> Let's end the episode.
0: Yeah, bye. Um. Yeah, this one, they capture the same energy and they just give it a very simple treatment as a pop punk song. And they do it really well. Like. Yeah. The only thing I dislike about this is the fact that it's... No, No. like the screaming, They again, they use it sparingly to artistic effect as opposed to just like, let's just fucking scream our way through this song. And I
1: have something to say about that, but I'll let you finish your sentence.
0: So, yeah, the only thing I dislike about it is that the dude calls himself King T. I hate that so much. It's just embarrassing. Just don't bother changing it. Just sing it, Queen B. It's fine.
1: There's... In another cover that we will talk about, he does change it to King B, but that makes sense for who he is.
0: I still don't like that, but that's fine. We'll talk about it when we get to it. Yes. Um, You were going to say.
1: Oh, so to me, the screaming actually feels like a a very natural progression. Because if you listen, like you listen to it a couple of times, you realize that they're sort of really throughout the whole song. They're actually working their way up to it. Like it starts off. It's kind of like. Mid tempo. Very
0: straight cover matching the tempo of the original. Yeah,
1: and then like the first chorus kicks in and like it sort of starts to pick up a bit more pace. The next verse is like heavier.
0: Double time. Then the
1: next chorus is double time. And then when they get into that, by that point you're like, okay, this actually feels natural. This feels, yeah. this feels like this is the only place that this can go from here. Yeah. It's not just completely out of the blue. It's not like the, um, the, cover of Friggin' Bonnie Tyler that we did a few weeks ago where it just yeah. ended with just a random yeah. assortment of screams. Like, this just really, really works. And it's it's just kind of a very snotty, cool pop-punk song. Yeah. And I... Because I, they, they actually have a film clip for this. Yes. And I think it might have been the first time they had done a film clip for a song. Okay. Fearless like, Records for oh yeah, sort the of Punk yep. Go series. Could be wrong. Um, sorry if I am.
0: Don't but, correct us. <laughs> don't.
1: I mean, you can if you want, but I'm not. Gonna, I mean, I'm not on Punk Goes Pop Twitter. Punk Goes Pod Twitter. So I am. Yeah. Uh, so I, my initial interpretation of it was that they had completely missed the the mark of um, what the message was in the original. But then you said, but it actually feels like them sort of trying to fit in, but they don't. Yeah. Because like they're playing in a mansion. But they're very, they're very obviously not supposed to be there. Yeah. Not just, like, you're trespassing, but, like, the classes don't mix. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, it's, they sort of give, like, the video sort of gives it, like, a Blink-182, like, treatment, almost. Like, a, just dudes dicking around, and, like, they don't, they're sort of out of place, but they don't care, and, like, they're, I don't know, they're giving each other the finger, and they're holding, like, plastic, chunky, like, gaudy-looking gems and then tossing them over their shoulder and they're...
1: And, like, when they go out on the street and stuff and it's, like, they're drinking from brown paper bags. Yeah. And just to, like, go back onto, like, Blink-182, if Blink-182 were to do this film clip now, I'd be like, oh, okay, you're trying to say you don't fit in, but obviously you really do because you're all millionaires.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. is, like, you can read this as, like, like, say... I think I compared it to Good Charlotte when we were first talking. Like, Mm. they don't give it the Good Charlotte treatment because, like, they're not fucking rich with, like, money coming out of the wazoo kind of thing. Like, they, yeah, they're just a bunch of, like, scrappy kids or young adults, like, and they're very much playing off the literal sense of, like, royals and, like, the excess of being wealthy and that when, yeah, they're just a bunch of kids with, like, too much hair swooshed to Mm. one side that, I always find that really endearing, like, looking back at, like, emos who had, like, they didn't have a hairline or, like, a part yeah. to sort of swoosh from. They just, like, swooshed everything yeah. they could possibly move over. It just makes me happy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I really like it. Like, they, and again, like, how they treat the screaming bit, like, that's the difference between, like, musicianship versus just trying to flex. Yeah. Yeah,
1: kind of like makes me a little bit sad that I don't think they've gotten you know much traction.
0: I know, like except in Germany, apparently. Yeah, except in Germany, which is good. Like honestly,
1: yeah. Like I mean, find your base, I guess. But yeah. like, it's just really strange that it's Germany. But yeah, like I just as I said, like this is just a very snotty like pop punk song. Um, I guess easy call maybe like with that with the breakdown and the screaming at the end. Mm, but yeah. Um. Yeah, and just like I think the thing that really sort of stuck with me was just like the drummer is really playing the fuck out of those drums as well. Like he he definitely feels like he's the heavy hitter out of the band. No pun intended, because he's the drummer.
0: Yeah,
1: but yeah. I, I, I think I just think it's really good. Like, just yeah, straight up and down. Like this is just a good cover.
0: Yeah, if I would yeah. heard this back in the day, like back in twenty thirteen or whatever. Yeah. When was it? Oh, it doesn't matter. Um,
1: I wouldn't have, because back in 2013, I still wasn't allowing myself to... Enjoy things. Enjoy things other than black and death metal.
0: I've discovered, as a relatively freshly minted 30-year-old, like... And I think I've said this before, but, like, I'm so fucking sick of people, like, being ironic. And, like... Mm. Like, what's wrong with being earnest and enjoying yeah. shit? I'm, yeah. And, like, I... And I think, like, Twitter's just, like, ruined my brain because, like, there's definitely, like, a backlash to the backlash. Like, there's definitely been, like, a comic going around being, like, shh, let people enjoy things. And yeah. then irony bros will, like, leap on that and be like, oh my god, this is so cringe. It's just, like, just honestly, like, we're all gonna fucking die at some point. Like, just enjoy dumb shit if you like it. It's yeah. fine. Like, it's fine.
1: It is 100% fine. Yeah. Punk Goes Pod is saying it is fine if you enjoy something. Yes. And we're not gonna we're not gonna judge if you're earnest about it. Yeah. No. I'm
0: earnest about everything all the time and I love it.
1: Yes, you are.
0: Yes. Um I love this cover. Let's talk about the other two covers that we have lined up for today.
1: Yes. So I'm desperately trying to come up with a segue with like to say something about like use the word boss in there, but it's not happening. And
0: so me now, cat.
1: Yeah, but he's not the boss. Yes, he is.
0: I never seen a diamond in the flesh. I cut my teeth on the wedding rings in the movies. I'm not proud of my dreams. In a torn-up town, in a torn-up town, and every song's like gold teeth, gray goose, tripping in the bathroom, bloodstains, ball gowns, trash in the hotel room, I don't care, baby, I don't care, everybody's like crystal made back diamonds on your timepiece, jet planes, I
1: Let me be royal. Don't run in ivory. That kind just stay for us. I crave a different kind of love. Let me be your rule.
0: So the first cover that we have is by the boss himself, Bruce Springsteen, um, when he performed in Auckland. So 2014. Yeah. Classic case of like, Hey, you guys are New Zealanders. (laughs) You know, this, this artist, don't you?
1: It's either that or split ends.
0: Yeah. I, I like when artists pander to their audience like that. Yeah. Um, what do you think of this one?
1: He plays the harmonica like he hates it. (laughs) (laughs) He just, like, it's just, he looks so angry. Like, his face is just, like, sour, like, singing this song. And it's like, it it kind of works, because that's, like, that that then is portrayed in the way he sings. Yeah, that's Um, true. And, yes, he's the one that calls himself King B, but, you know. It's he's, cringe. He's Well, he is Bruce Springsteen, so... Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It just, it kind of... Because she's saying Queen Bee in, like, the whole sense of, like, a Queen Bee. There is no king in a, in a hive of bees. Yeah. So, <laughs> bees are the best.
0: They um, are. Save the bees.
1: Save the bees. Yeah, like, it's fine. It's just an acoustic cover of of Royals. Um, mm. I guess he mi- might have, like being the the proto-acoustic person to, like, do an acoustic cover of this song. I don't know. I don't know if... So, 2014, it definitely would have... Like, it definitely took off by then, didn't it?
0: What? The Song, idea? Royals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely.
1: Because, yeah, I'm trying to... I was trying to decide whether they were... The crowd was applauding the fact that he was singing Royals or the fact that he had come back on stage as oh,
0: well. Oh, good point.
1: Um Yeah. I
0: think it was the fact that it was Lord. Yeah, I and think so. I think like pretty much everyone in New Zealand would have been in on the ground floor with Lord as well.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say this though, and it's gonna sound really weird. He is a like I don't know if I don't know what he looks like now in like seven years on, but like, gone from the video, he's a still a fuckable man.
0: Well, you heard it here first, folks. Still
1: a, still a stud of a man.
0: He is very handsome. Yes. Yeah.
1: I I I like the idea of potentially if people misinterpret Lord's song or misinterpret "Royals," it's now getting covered by someone whose like song is famously misinterpreted yeah. in the USA as yeah. well. Yeah, yep. Um, just like how it, how people who don't read lyrics have interpreted that as such a pro USA song when it is not.
0: Yeah. yeah. Exactly.
1: Did I throw you off by gushing about how handsome Bruce Springsteen is?
0: I think it's just the exact terminology that you used was quite like, oh, um, <laughs> that's fine, I'll recover. I think, like, I, I think, like, I don't hate this cover, but I don't like it either. Yeah, I think it's just again because there is that disconnect between who Lord was when she wrote this and who Bruce was when he sang it. Yes.
1: So he definitely, he definitely would have been driving his... Cadillac.
0: You know, Cadillac.
1: And the, I don't know if he has a Cadillac, but like, he at that point is rich and famous. Yeah. You know?
0: And then there's like a part where he's trying to like beef it up a bit. And look, I'm saying this as someone who swears way too much, but like, and he's like, Every fucking song's like, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, mm. oh my God, like, just... You don't have to improvise the words that much, or is it because you don't fully remember them?
1: I. It, it makes me think of the movie Old School with uh, Will Farrell, Vince Vaughn, and uh, the other Wilson brother, uh, Luke Wilson. Mm. And Owen, not Owen Wilson. Uh, Will Farrell's getting married, and the wedding band is playing Total Eclipse of the Heart. But oh, like, yeah. Every now and again, the scene like slips in a fuck, and like Will Farrell yeah. and his new wife are like, did he just? <laughs> and it just sort of makes me like wonder if, like, the, the crowd is sort of like Did Bruce Springsteen just say fuck in Royals.
0: I yeah, I because I don't, I haven't extensively listened to Boss, the Boss, the I should boss. say. I listen to Boss all the time when he yells at me <laughs> for more tuna. Um, but yeah, like, I, I does Bruce swear a lot?
1: I'm just imagining Bruce Springsteen in our apartment yelling at us <laughs> for more tuna. <laughs> Blowing his harmonica aggressively at us.
0: We should get our boss a harmonica.
1: <laughs> he is a harmonica.
0: <laughs> I think... Imagine if he just made harmonica noises instead of cat noises. <laughs> that would be wonderful. I
1: I, I think you hit the nail on the head, though. Like, it is perfectly fine. It is yeah. entirely fine. Like, it is just middle of the road. It's just a white guy singing... A song by a teenage girl with an acoustic guitar.
0: And that white guy happens to be Bruce Springsteen. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a fair enough call to make on it.
1: Do you think he enjoyed his time in New Zealand?
0: Of course he did. Who wouldn't? Yeah, who
1: wouldn't have a good time in New Zealand?
0: Exactly. Yeah. What a silly question.
1: Sorry. (laughs) I'll, uh... I guess I'll quit.
0: No! No! So our next and last cover is by Otep. I have zero history with Otep.
1: So yes, Otep is a—I uh, guess
0: you'd call them like a new metal band, maybe like groove
1: metal, new metal. Mm-hmm. New metal wouldn't exist if it wasn't for groove metal. Um, yeah, I—I I think I might have listened to a couple of Otep songs because that's her name is Otep Shemaya. Mm-hmm. I think is her last name, um, and. Yeah, I didn't really gel with them, but I had a poster of theirs on my wall when I was a teenager because she is also an attractive woman. And
0: So that was like your Bruce Springsteen when you were a kid.
1: I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is an entirely unnecessary cover song. Like, mm-hmm. why did this need to exist? Why did she need to sort of aggressively... Because, like... I'm not even talking about the screams and the growls. I'm talking about, like, the verse when she sort of is putting on, like, airs to be sort of, like, almost tough-sounding
0: yeah. while singing
1: about not wanting to be rich and famous.
0: Yeah, I think that's... Like, I. it doesn't gel with me because the sentiment of the song does not match the execution. Yeah. Like, yeah, it just sounds overly, like, aggressive and, like, T-U-F-F tough. Like, yeah. and especially... Just the, um... Oh, what would you... Like, the affectation she puts on her voice, like, sort of like, we don't care. Yeah. Like, very just sort of breathy.
1: But, like... Yeah, I mean... She probably would have... She would have definitely had to go through some shit being the lead singer, being a female lead singer... Oh, yeah. ...in a a heavily male-dominated... Like, I don't know... I don't really know of any other new metal bands that had female vocalists. Like... Like White Zombie and uh, Cole Chamber had female members, like mm. bassists. Yeah, but yeah, I'm sure she had to listen to so much crap and like take so much crap, and it's sort of like there probably is a hard exterior there. Yeah, like to sort of ref- reflect all that crap. I did, um, I did look into her a little bit because it was like, oh yeah, Otep, I remember Otep, and like. Apparently she talked at the 2008 Democratic National Convention and I was like and I was just wondering like who brought her on is Obama a secret nu metal fan sick does does Obama have like a does Obama have like a collection of like limp biscuit <laughs> records like
0: does she have like qualifications outside of being a singer maybe like uh, mm. I don't
1: know. I just saw that she had spoken at the two thousand and eight DNC.
0: That's very funny. So
1: it's like, who brought you on?
0: Who who was
1: like listening to New Metal and went, Oh, she's a Democrat. Oh cool. And she's like she's voting for, for Obama. Let's yeah. bring let's bring her on to talk.
0: She and Phoebe Bridges have also shared quote, unsettling accounts of their own experiences with Marilyn Manson, so that's something.
1: Yep, so they, like, that's again, like, shit that she would have had to deal with.
0: Yeah, look, not a fan, like, in theory I'm a fan of her as a person, even though I don't know much about her beyond what you've told me and what I've just skimmed. Um, As a band performing a cover of this, like, I just, I preferred more what was happening in the, like, back end of it, like, Mm. During the, um, I think it's, well, it wouldn't even be bridge, but just like the, we don't care. Yeah. Yeah, Like there's like, I don't, I can't, couldn't quite clock if it was like harmonizing vocals or not, or just like a guitar line or something, Mm. but like they pitch it up like, like Mm. it has clever moments in it, but it's just not for me.
1: I will say I like her affectation or like her rhythm when she says, and baby I'll rule. I, I, I kind of, it has like a, this sort of like swagger about it. Like, fuck yeah. I'll rule. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't uh,
0: know. I'm largely indifferent to it. Yeah.
1: As I said, like, I feel like it's mostly unnecessary. Yeah. It just, it's not one of those ones that, I don't know. The message is just really misconstrued. And to turn that into a new metal song is just, Yeah, kind of bizarre to me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like like I said, I was like looking through and I was like, oh, OTEP, I remember them. Yeah. So I played it. Excellent. So that brings it to a close, I think.
0: Yes, I think so too.
1: What are we doing next week?
0: So next week we are examining the song Dead and Gone by T.I. featuring Justin Timberlake. As covered by Cute is what we aim for for Punk Goes Pop Volume 3.
1: So we have an arsehole featuring an arsehole
0: as covered, as covered by, by an arsehole. Of, yeah, but at least
1: one At least one arsehole or probably a, a group of arseholes. Yeah,
0: we are just wading into arsehole territory next week, so that's going to be a good time. Yeah. Um, that's
1: going to be one of those ones where it's just like, fuck, I'm not having fun researching any of this. No,
0: but we'll... <laughs>
1: the baby will rule.
0: Ha Um Stay safe, get vaccinated. If you can. Be nice. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Um don't be a dick. Yeah,
1: that's the that's the the moral of every episode is just don't be a dick.
0: Yeah. See you next week.
1: This has been Royals.